The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I want to take a minute and introduce two Divorced Girl Smiling trusted professionals who I think are wonderful. The first one is Sherry Morris, who is a divorce and life transitioning coach. She's also a co-parenting coach and works with individuals and couples in cooperative or high conflict situations. Sherry's been doing this for several years. She's really well-known and well-respected in the industry, and I just think she's great. If you want to learn more about Sherry, you can find her at DearDivorceCoach.com. I also want to talk about mortgage lender and certified divorce lending professional, Jan Leisure. So I met Jan about a year and a half ago, and Jan is so amazing. She's been in the mortgage business since 1997, so she's really experienced, and she also is divorced personally, and that led her to wanting to become a certified divorce lending professional. So I'm so proud to be partnering with Jan. If you want to learn more about her, she can be found at her website, which is diamondresidential.com slash Jan Leisure. And you can find both Jan and Sherry in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. So I am a huge fan of mediation as a way of getting divorced. I think it is a great way to save money, to set your life up for a good co-parenting life after divorce. It's just all good. Such a wonderful divorce process. Now, that said, if you say the wrong thing, mediation might turn into a little bit of a nightmare. So a few months ago, I did a podcast with my guest today, Ellen Feldman. Ellen and I did a podcast called What Not to Say in Mediation. And it was such a huge hit. And the article that Ellen wrote was one of the most read articles on Divorce Girl Smiling for a long time. So Ellen decided to write another article called What Not to Say During Mediation Part 2. So my guest today is Ellen Feldman, divorce mediator. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for being here and thanks for writing the article. Thank you for having me. And we are going to talk about your part two article about what not to say during mediation. So we have several other things. But before we get started, Ellen, do you agree with me that, you know, you've been a mediator since 2007? Correct. And do you agree with me that if someone says something, it just one of these things we're going to talk about sets the tone for just things going downhill and things not getting resolved? Definitely. Because you know that their their heart's not really in the process. 
and they may say, I'm in mediation or my lawyer sent me to mediation, but you know that they're not really serious about participating. Okay, got it. All right, so I want to start with number one of part two of what not to say during mediation. Number one, you wanted the divorce so you can pay for the mediator or the attorneys. So people have actually said this in mediation. All the time. What is bad about that? I mean, that's a loaded question, but tell me. Well, what that's about to me is the person who wanted the divorce may be earning a third of what the other person is earning. It's supposed to come out of marital funds in the first place. And to threaten, Illinois is a no-fault state, is the bottom line for all of these things. So to say, you wanted this, you're the bad guy, you cheated on me, you did whatever, so you can pay for it, just sets the tone for, I'm not gonna participate in good faith and I, want to stay married or I'm going to be bitter forever or whatever, but it's, it doesn't set the tone for you being a good person in the process. So I didn't even think of this. Maybe the person doesn't want the divorce. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right. So that was number one. Number two of what not to say in mediation, you cheated on me. So I should have the parenting schedule I want for our children. Or even worse, they say, you don't deserve time with your children because you're a cheater. Someone actually said that? All the time. What, okay, so what, what are they thinking? They're thinking punishment. They're thinking, I don't want you to get anything that you really want in this process because you had an affair with someone else. I mean, we have a couple right now where she keeps saying, you left us, meaning the children and me. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying, I didn't leave the kids. I left you. That After is, years, Ellen, that's just so sad to me because the woman is like really hurting. Correct. You know, and so when people are in pain and when someone gets cheated on, it's it's such awful pain. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it because I have been cheated on, not by my ex-husband, but in a relationship. And it's so painful. And so I could really understand this woman saying this, but how does it hurt mediation to say this? It hurts mediation because you're just trying to punish the other person instead of thinking, what's the best parenting schedule for our kids? Or you travel three days out of the week. How There's no way we could have a 50-50 schedule. You're not in the marital residence enough to have a 50-50 schedule. It's a totally separate issue. It's a different conversation. Who, right, from who cheated on who mm-hmm. or who wanted it or who wanted the divorce or who wanted out of the marriage for whatever reason. Okay, so I'm going to make a suggestion to my listeners. If you are listening to this and you feel like you got cheated on and you're so mad... I just said it's a separate conversation. So maybe instead of saying something like this in mediation, make a note to yourself and say, I'm not going to bring up the cheating. Everyone knows he cheated. When I say everyone, I mean the mediator, him, you, and maybe the kids. So instead of saying, you know, you cheated on me, so I should get everything I want because you owe that to me or something like that. It's a separate conversation Maybe write a letter to your ex or say it to them before or after mediation and say, I want you to know this deeply hurt me. 
and tell them all your feelings. But my point is when you get inside the mediation room, you have to leave all of that out, outside the room, because mediation is a time to make a deal, a business deal with your custody schedules, the assets, the house, whatever it is that you're trying to figure out in your divorce. I know it's not easy, but you have to leave it outside the room. It has to be a separate conversation and it can't get in the way of the factors that make you want a certain schedule for your kids. Right. So think about it. Do I want a certain schedule because I want to stick it to my ex because he cheated on me? And I know that he wants to have the kids 50-50, but even though that works for me, I'm not going to let him have it because I hate him? Or do I really not want the 50-50? Be honest with yourself. It's better for the kids, but it's also better for you. Much better. When you say much better, you said that pretty emphatically. So much better meaning? Much better meaning you're, you need to focus on he travels all the time or he works nights or we've mediated for firefighters, nurses, doctors, you know, people with erratic schedules who aren't there at night or who leave for work at six in the morning. What are you going to do? Make your kids get up and be out and at the other parent's house before six so you can leave for work. I mean, it's mean to your kids. It's not thinking of your children's best interests, which is supposed to be the focus of your parenting schedule and negotiation. So just, we know it's hard, and Ellen understands that you're hurt by whatever it is, whether it was cheating or abuse or anything of why you're getting divorced, but you have to leave it outside the mediation room. Correct. Number three of what not to say in mediation. I saved for our retirement, but you're divorcing me, so I should not have to share my retirement 50-50. So these are actual things that people have said. Absolutely. All right, so So in my mind, that brings in a whole lot of other baggage, like I was always the frugal one and I was putting into my retirement and you're the one who was out buying material stuff that we didn't need, that I didn't want you to buy. You know, years ago, we had a couple who'd been married for five minutes, like they had been married for a year and a half. They had no kids, thankfully. And he bought a new computer and he bought a bunch of, you know, technical equipment that he wanted and skis and, you know, all video games, like all this stuff that they didn't have the money for, but he essentially bought it out of marital assets because everything's marital until the point when you say, okay, we're dividing the assets on December 21st. And now what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. You can keep your paycheck, I keep my paycheck. But up until that point, one person could be saying, I'm gonna grow old with this person, I wanna save all my, Um, I want my retirement, my 401k, my pension, whatever, to be as large as possible. And the other person is out spending money or behind the other spouse's back has not said, oh, by the way, I stopped contributing to my retirement because I just want to use money for other stuff. It brings in a lot of other toxic issues that can cause problems. All right. So you shouldn't say it, but the fact is, at least in Illinois, It's not a choice. It's all 50-50. 
And just because you weren't the one who wanted the divorce, I know it really, really doesn't seem fair, and it isn't, but there's no getting around it. Well, there is, because you can be creative in mediation as long as you have reasons for what you're saying and why you want to do things a certain way, and you can then explain to the judge why the other person is not getting half of your retirement if he or she has none. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm here today with divorce mediator Ellen Feldman, and Ellen and I are talking about what not to say during mediation. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we have a couple more things that you should not say during mediation. We'll be right back. Do you want to secure the quality of life you deserve post-divorce? Do you want to avoid an overly complicated and high-conflict divorce? I'm sure you said yes, but what you might not realize is these things are so much more in your control than you might think. I want to introduce you to My Divorce Solution, which is a divorce preparation program designed to give you a personalized financial divorce plan, a faster, much less expensive divorce, and a more amicable divorce, and a fair and equitable outcome for both parties. My Divorce Solution doesn't take the place of your divorce attorney or your mediator, but what it does is it cuts their time by providing them with all the information needed to get you divorced quickly and fairly. You can actually save up to 80% in divorce attorney fees by using this program. Truly wish I would have been known about this or it would have been available when I was getting divorced. So if you want to learn more, visit MyDivorceSolution.com. I also want to talk about a wonderful divorce attorney in Maryland. Her name is Carrie Jacobson, and she's the founder of Jacobson Family Law. And I have to say, Carrie has an amazing reputation in the industry. I feel like lately everybody I talk to says, oh, I saw Carrie on Divorce Girl Smiling. Carrie really has a wonderful reputation. And I think the reason is, is that her tagline says she keeps the drama out of your divorce. And the reason that's so important and what that means, I believe, to Carrie is that she doesn't litigate anymore. She wants to get people divorced through mediation, through an amicable way. She's a skilled mediator. She's a collaboratively trained divorce attorney, and she truly has a passion to help people. So if you want to learn more about Carrie Jacobson, you can go to jacobsonfamilylaw.com, and you can find both Carrie and My Divorce Solution in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. What should you not say during mediation? That's what we're talking about. I'm here today with my guest, divorce mediator, Ellen Feldman. And Ellen, number four that you wrote about is, I do not want to pay spousal support or share my salary or share my bonus. It should not all be for me because we will not be married any longer. So this sounds like a specific thing that someone said. All the time. Okay. All right. My salary is mine. Your salary is yours. I don't want to pay you spousal support. Or more important, I don't want to share my bonus with you because my bonus is based on my performance. And we're not going to be married anymore. So you're, you can't say 
you're being a supportive spouse or you're, I'm only making a lot of money because you were so good to me or took care of the kids or whatever. So why should I share it with you? All right. Now, if somebody went to a judge and they were in litigation, they would have, it would just be, sorry, that's it. Correct. But if you're in mediation, tell me how you can get around that. Well, it could be that both people earn a bonus. So that both people say, I don't want to share mine with you either. And mine is based on my performance and yours is based on your performance. And if you two want that to be the agreement that you come to, a judge will probably not interfere with that. But spousal support, you can get out of paying it over however many years you would be required to pay it based on the length of your marriage. Or you could negotiate a buyout and pay it up front like the present value of whatever all that money would be over however many years you would have to pay. And then you don't feel like you're writing your soon-to-be ex-spouse a check every month right? for spousal support, which is going to feel unpleasant. I have always been a big fan of the lump sum because I think that takes people's emotions out of having to pay every month or every quarter get it out of the way and be done. And then you can move on. As long as you have, as long as there's a, you have the resources to do that. Correct. Totally agree with you. Correct. And a lot of people don't. If spousal Mm -hmm. support, if the difference in your income isn't that much, spousal support is not going to be a ton of money. If you haven't been married, you know, for decades, it's not going to be until he or she retires. If you have the resources to pay whatever it is, up front or into or negotiate something else say okay i'm gonna give you the house whatever you know some other asset to even it out right Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense so by saying something like this in mediation you know i'm not going to pay because we're not going to be married any longer what is that doing all it's doing is turning this what's supposed to be a positive meeting, mediation, into like a fight, into negative toxicity and putting the other person on the defensive. Right, for no reason. So what I want to tell my listeners is you can think it. You can even say it to your mediators when your ex isn't in the room, but don't say it during a mediation session because... All you know that do you expect that the person just going to say, "Oh, really? You don't want to pay spousal support? Okay, that's okay. Then I, right, you don't have to. You know, you're going through a divorce. And even if the person says that for whatever reason, but so pretend the cheater says, "Okay, not a problem. You don't want to pay me spousal support. That's fine with me. I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm fine on my income." You could get in front of the judge and that judge could say, no, I'm not approving this settlement. Okay, you mean a but, judge? it's not equitable under Illinois law for the person who is making that much more money not to pay spousal support. So if you mediate that, a judge has to hear why you're doing that before they approve it? The, a judge gets to sign off on whatever settlement you make. How many times that you've mediated in all of your years since 2007 Have you ever had a judge say, sorry, I don't agree with this. I'm not signing off on it. I think once in a county that we don't really spend a lot of time in, 
the judge didn't like the agreement they had come to about division of assets, or it could have been about spousal support. Okay, so one time in thousands of cases. Correct. So I just wanted my listeners to know, usually a judge approves, you know, what you've decided on in mediation. Right, and there is often a way to justify the agreements that they've come to in mediation. If there isn't, then we will say, you know what, a judge is not going to think that's fair. You're earning triple what she's earning. She doesn't have the ability to keep the house if you don't pay spousal support, whatever the issue. There, there is more often than not a way that you can justify a different division of assets or paying less spousal support because there's, like you said, there's an asset going, you know, less house equity that you're paying or there's some other way to justify the settlement that you're coming to. Okay, we have a little extra time, so I'm going to go back to your article that you wrote, the first one of what not to say in mediation, and we'll just go through a couple of these real quick. What not to say during mediation. If you don't agree this to this, I'm just going to go to court, and I know I'll get what I want. Worst People possible, actually say this? Worst possible thing you can say. Because it's bringing a tone of, I'm litigating, or I'm ready to litigate, or it may look like I'm being amicable and really want to work this out with you, but I'll just go to court and I'm sure the judge will agree with me. All right. And then client say this to us last night in an email when he had been awful to his spouse during the session in the afternoon. He is a lawyer and he basically said, you know, I've talked to litigators who I've met over the years and I'm just going to go to court and prove a, B, C, D, E. But Illinois is a no-fault state. You can say whatever you want about the things your spouse did or said or that no, no judge one is going to care. Right. You know, that's just an example of somebody who is a bully because they have a lot of fear and anxiety. Really. Absolutely. Or because the other person is the one who said, I'm done, we're getting divorced. Right, ego. So they're angry and they're bitter and they're going to do whatever they can to screw their spouse. Excuse my language. Okay, last one. I'm keeping the house because it's best to have stability for our children and I don't want to move. So when you say you're in mediation, you say, I'm keeping the house. I mean, what is that saying to the other person? Well, why are you more stable than the other spouse? First of all, this is stability for our kids. Is it not stability for your kids to have your soon-to-be ex-spouse staying in the house with your children? Well, and also that's just saying, why do you get to make that decision? For sure. See, and again, that just comes down to somebody being really angry and bitter and trying to maintain control. Ellen, in these mediation sessions, do you see people who are trying to maintain, like they're so afraid that they just want to maintain control? Mm-hmm. Of, of whatever little piece they can. Right. And sometimes they can't. All right. I, I don't want to end on a negative note. So I think a great way to end this podcast is tell my listeners a few things words, phrases, behaviors that you should say in mediation that helps it go along so much better, reduces conflict, puts everybody in a positive mode. 
I hadn't thought of that position or that idea, but let's talk it through a little more. Tell me what you mean by that. Maybe I'm willing to consider it. Okay, I love that. Because that's essentially saying, wow, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. Even if you don't feel that way. Right. But there might be something that comes out in that discussion that seems like it could be positive or it could give you something that you really want in the settlement that your spouse doesn't want as much as he or she wants the thing that he's they're fighting for. I love it. All right. What's something else? Okay. It's really important to you to have... Anything. Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. I want Christmas morning, you know, like how early can you bring them to my house so that I can be there and open gifts with the kids? And, or are you willing, like my couple where the wife doesn't want to get divorced? She's like, you're welcome to sleep at our house on Christmas Eve and be there for the kids in the morning. But which of course he doesn't want to, but she wants Christmas morning. She's giving him an option. Right. She's giving him at least an option, not just saying no. Okay, I just thought of something that somebody could say. I hear what you're saying. I'm listening. I understand how you feel. You've made your feelings very clear. Because I think that when people are in mediation or any kind of conflict negotiations, they just really want to feel like you're hearing them. Right. They want validation. Mm -hmm that you're listening to what they're saying, mm-hmm. which, cause I mean, it's interesting that you say that that was the, the next thing I was going to say was validation of your position. Mm-hmm. But another way to say that is um, when we as mediators rephrase or reframe something or that someone is in the heat of the moment saying, I really want this. And you're saying, wait a minute, do you hear that? What they are offering you is exactly what you want. Do you hear that he just said, you can have Tuesday nights because that's when Joey plays soccer? Well, I didn't hear that. Because they were so angry about whatever they were demanding or fighting for that they didn't hear this seemingly major concession. And that's key of why you need a mediator. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I thought of another one. How about like, I'm sorry, like for anything, like say, look, I'm sorry I did that to you, but here's what I think would make sense to, if you start off what you're asking for with, I'm sorry, immediately the other person's like, oh, now I'm going to listen because... They're apologizing. Yes. It's true. And how many people really in healthy marriages, soon to be over marriages, how many people really genuinely say, I'm really sorry. Zippo. Or I'm really sorry I did that. Zippo. Or I know that hurt your feelings and I wish I could take it back. I, I think zero. Oh, Ellen, I figured out your next article. You're going to write an article on what to say in mediation. Done. we got to do another podcast on it because we could spend uh, 30 minutes talking about things that you should say in mediation, and that is very, very important. I agree. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast. Thank you. This was great. Yeah, I thought it was really good too. 
So to my listeners, if you like what you heard and you want to reach Ellen, you can go to celandassociates.com or you can find her in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. And if you want to find Ellen and other trusted vetted divorce professionals or you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app or sign up for my free consult, Come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.